comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Ose Yao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory success and limitless prosperity god bless you as you listen we began trying to explore the significance of the death and the subsequent resurrection of christ and i believe that in this service as i get into the message it's going to be a blessing to someone's life as well amen, amen. praise god Come with me to Isaiah chapter 53, verse 2 to 5. Isaiah 53, verse 2 to 5. Okay. For he shall grow up. When I read one, read one, you read the other. For he shall grow up as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He had no form or no comeliness that when we should see him, there is no beauty in him that we should desire him. Verse 3. Let's read it together. He is despised. A man of sorrows. Now, that. <laughs> this man was not. I like the way the scripture said he's rejected, he's despised and rejected of men. Because Jesus was not really just rejected, rejected of men. At, at the crucifixion, he was actually rejected for a moment, even by God. Praise God. That was why the gravity of his rejection. You see, when the Bible says in the book of Psalm, I think Psalm 27 verse 10. Psalm 27 verse 10. He said, when my father take me, he said, when my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will lift me. Can you see that? When my mother and my father forsake me, the Lord will, you know, people can reject you, but the, the worst form is when your parents don't like you. Do you understand that? Yeah, when they say they don't like you and they don't want to have anything to do with you. But the Bible says, when your father and your mother forsake you, even the Lord will lift you up. But in Jesus' case, the Lord, <laughs> for a moment, was not there. He said, my father, my father, why hast thou forsaken me? That was rejection. And it was so because of the crucifixion, you know, he wore your sin and my sin. And the Bible says in Habakkuk that God's eyes are purer than to behold iniquity. So when God looked at Jesus on the cross, he wasn't seeing Jesus, his son. His sinless son. He was seeing Jesus, the carrier and the bearer of the sins of all humanity. Praise God. He rejected him so he could accept you. That's the mystery of redemption. That's why you should never feel rejected by God. No matter who rejects you, God likes you. Turn to your name and say, God likes me. And he loves me. The Bible said he's despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrows acquainted with what? Grief. He was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with grief. And we hid as it were our faces from him. And he was despised and we esteem him not. Verse 4. Surely he had borne our 
He has borne what? Our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But, verse 5, but he was wounded for, or oh, read it like you mean it. Bruised for our iniquities. Jesus was rejected. And then, a criminal, a very notorious criminal was chosen in his place. Look at that in Matthew chapter 27, verse 5 to 26. Now it was governor's custom each year. New Living Translation, please. And now it was a governor's custom each year during the Passover celebration to release one prisoner to the crowd. Anyone they wanted. So they didn't want Jesus. To be rejected simply means not to be wanted. You go to a place, they say, we don't want to hear. This year, there was a notorious prisoner, a man named Barabbas. So you see, every year, one person was released to go and be killed. But this year, it was the turn of one Barabbas. Then, as the crowds gathered before Pilate Jesus that morning, he asked them, which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas? Or Jesus, who is called the Messiah? Because you see, take note of the word notorious criminal. Because notorious criminals were those who were crucified. Jesus was never a notorious criminal. He never sinned. So it, that's why it makes his uh, crucifixion so painful. They put him where people who are criminals were supposed to be. He knew very well that the religious leaders uh, arrested Jesus because of envy. Verse 19. Just then, as Pilate was sitting on his judgment seat, his wife sent this message. Leave that innocent man alone. I suffered a terrible nightmare about him last night. Verse 20. Meanwhile, the leading priests and the elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas to, release, to be released and for Jesus to be put to death. So the governor asked again, which of these two do you want me to release to you? The crowd shouted back, Barabbas. Verse 22. Let's read it together. Pilate responded, then what should I do with Jesus? Who is called the Messiah? They shouted back, crucify him. Verse 23. Yeah, you are in the spirit. Why? Pilate demanded, what crime has he committed? But the mob roared even louder, crucify him. Good. Verse 25. Pilate saw that he was getting nowhere and that a route was developing. So he went for a bowl of water and washed his hands before the crowd saying, I'm innocent of this man's blood. The responsibility is yours. And look at what they said. And all the people yelled back, we would take. Read it loud. We will take. We and our children. Oh, somebody say mercy. Okay, so let's see. Acts chapter 3, verse 12 to 16. Acts chapter 3. I like reading the scriptures because sometimes just reading the scriptures alone. Without interpretation, they minister to you. When your spirit is open, they minister to you. But Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. Now, for the purposes of context, those of you who are not here, this is when Peter was going to the temple with John and then they met a man by the pool, uh, the beautiful gate, and they touched him and he became healed. This was the time. So when he was healed, the leaders got angry and they came on Peter. So Peter, in responding to them, made this statement. He said, Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd, people of Israel. He said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power 
all godliness. Verse 13. For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all ancestors, who has brought glory to a servant Jesus. By doing this, this is the same. Somebody say, this is the same. It's not another. Say, this is the same. This is the same Jesus whom you are handed over and rejected before Pilate. Despite Pilate's decision to release him. Let me tell you, you are the same person they rejected. And you are the same person they will come back to. It's the same Jesus who was glorified. The same person. This is the same person. Not another person. You rejected this holy, right? This holy righteous one. And instead demanded the release of a medra. Verse 15. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead. I thought somebody is in the spirit. You say an amen. And we are witnesses of this fact. Verse 16. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus has healed him before your very eyes. Okay. So let's do our last test. Then I will start to teach. Psalm 118 verse 22 to 23. Now let's read it together. One go. The stone which... This is the lost doing, verse 23. This is the lost doing, and it's marvelous in your eyes. The rejected stone became the cornerstone, the chief, not just the cornerstone, the chief cornerstone, the rejected stone. Who was that rejected stone? The same Jesus who was crucified. Acts chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Acts 4, 11 and 12, New King James Version. Acts 12, 11. For 11 and 12. This is the stone which the builders reject. reject. This is the stone which was rejected by you builders. Which has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 12. Now is there no salvation in it. For there is no other name under heaven. Given among men. By which we might be saved. Somebody say an amen. amen. Church. I want you to appreciate the fact that Jesus did not enjoy the cross. Turn to your neighbor. Say, Jesus did not enjoy the cross. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. Any Bible student will tell you that Jesus did not enjoy the cross. In fact, according to the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, and verse, verse number 1 to 3, Hebrews chapter 12, King James Version, he says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which there was so easily beset us. And let us run with patience. Somebody say, run with patience. He said, run with patience the race set before us, looking unto Jesus. Verse 3. Look, 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured what? Endured what? What do you endure? You endure something that is painful. And sometimes it's sad that the modern day Christian doesn't want to endure anything. The little challenge we endure in our marriage, we give up. The little challenge we endure in relating to brothers in faith, we give up. We lack a lot of endurance. But you see, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him take up his cross. So, in other words, to be a Christian is to be ready for endurance. Receive grace to endure. Amen. I said, receive grace to endure. Amen. A lot of people lack endurance. And when you lack endurance, you can't go far in life. You need endurance to become anybody of substance in life. One virtue you need a 
is endurance. If a marriage will be an exemplary one, you need to endure a lot of things. You have to, when you say endure, it means tolerate. Tolerate a lot of nonsense. No, they don't marry like that. Over here, I was so open, some, some measure of enquasiasem. Am I communicating to somebody? We are not saying that that is what you expect. But it can come as part of the package. And when it comes as a part of the package, don't draw it out. Some of us, we like to pick and choose. That is a supermarket, we do that. With your money, of course, in your hands. Praise God. But even there, your options may be limited sometimes. He endured. Take up your cross and follow me. Jesus endured many things. Proud to go into the cross. Many things. He endured people who were nobodies. He was the son of God. Sinless son. And nobodies were insulting him. They could insult him. Some of us cannot take insult. You can't. Jesus endured the cross. What did he endure? Mockery. You see, he endured physical affliction. That's one of the things he endured. Physical affliction. That is, his body was buffeted. His body was tortured. Have you been whipped with kings before? King. I will never forget Mr. ABC. Mentor. Pa, pa, pa. Within one minute, we were three or four times. Service. And no do chas. I don't know where he is, Mr. ABC. Praise God. Mr. ABC. Have you been whipped before? These days, the students are very comfortable. No weeping, no cane. Yeah. Yeah. But Bible, dear, K-O-M-O. Bible says, spare the rod and spoil the child. It's written there. You do your best not to use the cane most times, but it should not be cane-free at all. Some nonsense demands canes. Praise God. Yeah, so there must always be a balance. Praise God. Very, very important. But Cain, physical affliction on his life. And they didn't use Cain. <laughs> what they used, any time it touched his back, there was a cut. Cut. Stripped him. They gave him rods. He was wounded for our transgression. Bruised for our iniquities. They wore him a crown of thorns. That was on the cross. And for something he knew nothing about. Some of us, even when we are born again and somebody does something against you and you don't know anything about it, you will leave the Bible. Hey, let's put the Bible aside. Praise God. Hey, which of the entrances? Is it love? Yeah, we're lawyer. Uh, a number of Christians who can easily um, immediately. But Jesus didn't know anything about it. They put a crown of thorns on his head. Spear put it by his side and blood and water came from his side. Physical affliction on his body. How much of physical pressure can you endure? How much? Young man, how much of physical exertion can you endure? You are not married yet. Endure the last that is coming on your body. Endure it. Praise God. Endure it. You are married. Your wife is not giving you room for sex. Endure it. 
Praise God. At least it is not as painful as the crown of thorns. Can somebody give me an amen? amen. Don't, don't, don't look for a quick excuse to go outside your marriage and misbehave. Go and resort to other things and misbehave simply because something is not working. Because the Christian life is a life that is lived. Whether things are working or they are not working. Am I communicating here? Yeah. If you live your Christian life at the mercy of only when things are working, then you are not a true Christian. A true Christian follows God in spite of whatever he's going through. That's a child of God. Physical affliction on his body. He, he was hanging on the cross. And at the last minute of his life, he said, I'm thirsty. I need water. And they could not get anything for him. Fenega. Put it in a stone. And he couldn't drink it. That was physical affliction and torture. Now listen to me. If that was bad, then the emotional dimension was even bad. You see, sometimes you prefer that people afflict you physically than to torment you emotionally. People can die under emotional weight such that if the same weight had been converted to physical weight, they may have probably survived it. Emotional weight. You see, the physical affliction is such that sometimes people can see it and they can be sympathetic and they will show you a little bit of mercy and it can relieve you of it. Are you getting what I'm talking about? But the, the emotional one, nobody sees it. It's an invisible poison. It's within you. You are dying slowly. Living with the husband, but dying slowly. Living with the wife, but dying slowly. Walking among people or living with people, but dying slowly. That's emotional. Now listen, that's one of the things we are talking about in the service. Jesus did not just go through physical affliction. He went through emotional affliction. And one of the worst forms of emotional affliction a person can go through is the affliction of rejection. Somebody say rejection. So last after speaking on dealing with rejection. Somebody say dealing with rejection. Say dealing with rejection. Dealing with rejection. It's so important. It's so important that I will not be able to exhaust it. I'll get to a point and close the service. And then as God gives me grace, there's a book I'm doing on it. When I'm done, you'll get to uh, benefit from the knowledge of it. Praise God. Dealing with rejection. Jesus suffered rejection at every phase of his life. Every phase from infancy. The father didn't like him. So the father was not much around. The father didn't like him. So if your father doesn't like you, you are not the first. And to anybody say you are not the first. To be rejected is to be disliked. To be rejected is to be set aside. To be rejected is to prefer others above you. To be rejected means that you are not given acceptance. You go to a place, you want to be part of them, they say, you are not welcome here. You propose love to a lady, she says, I'm not interested. And you think you have done all that you need to do. And yet she still says she's not interested. But you know what? The Bible said the rejected stone became the chief cornerstone. Listen, your rejection can work for you. I don't know who has rejected you. No matter who it is who has rejected you, you can make it work for you if you give it a scriptural perspective. And in this service, I want to help you get some scriptural perspective on the subject of rejection. Can somebody say an amen here? So we started by establishing the fact that no one, seven facts about Seven important thoughts about rejection. One, we say no one is immune to rejection. Somebody say no one is immune. As long as you are a human being, you are not immune to rejection. You will face rejection at some point in time in your life. 
every human being. Now listen, Jesus was sinless and he was rejected. You are sinful, who, a sinner who has been redeemed by grace. Even much more will you face rejection. Don't tell me, Pastor, I'm a child of favor. The favor of God is upon me. Nobody can reject me. Listen, stop fooling yourself. You didn't carry favor like Jesus carried. In spite of the favor of God on your life, sometimes you are rejected. You see, when we see rejection as all bad, we will not be able to open up to the benefits therein. No one is immune. Somebody say, no one is immune. God Almighty was rejected. He told Israel, he said, you have rejected me and you have chosen yourself a king. God was rejected. Number two, we said rejection can be emotionally and psychologically painful. Somebody say emotionally. emotionally. When you are rejected, you feel it emotionally, psychologically. It's like a weight. That is the kind where you go to hospital almost every other month and they can't tell you exactly what is wrong with you. They just tell you, I think you need rest. I think it's stress. Yes. Whatever they think is not what it is. There is something underneath it and they call it rejection. When you are not wanted, when you are not desired, you live with a husband, she doesn't even desire, he doesn't even desire you. It's like uh, staying with his own body body guy. Praise God. Living with your husband hardly ever compliments you. The only time he compliments you is when he wants to have sex. And the desire for it is really not there. I'm telling you, it can be very tough to live with. Praise God. You live, you are in a place with a boss. Everything you do, he doesn't like it. Everything. There is virtually nothing you do that he's ever pleased with. It can be tough. You can be at home with your parents. And it's like every other child is okay but you. And you know that the others are not as okay as they think. But they are preferred above you. That's rejection. Emotionally, it can be tasking. Psychologically, the Bible said, Jesus was a man of sorrows. Acquainted with grief. He, the pain was so much sorrow everywhere. 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 Emotionally. Can you imagine Jesus on the cross? He looks everywhere and the disciples who benefited from his miracles, they were nowhere to be found. All the disciples, Peter and the others, walk on water to re register his name in the Guinness Book of Record. When Jesus was caught, a little young girl met him and said, Peter, you talk like you know him. He said, hey, you try that, I kill you. I never knew him. He said, even your I never knew him sounds like one of his disciples. He says, I never knew. Rejection. You see, when people really love you, it's not when you are up, when you are down. Do you know? When you are really down, when a husband loves his wife, it's known when she is down. When a woman loves her husband, it's known when the man is really broke. That's why I tell young men, try and marry early. When you wait too long and you accomplish so much, it will be very difficult to pick true love. God, people will come because of the attractions, the things that attract, the car, the house, the place of work, all of those things, they can easily deceive you. But when we say it, we say it repeatedly. And when, because people are naive and they don't want to learn. I'm telling you. Naive and they don't want to learn. Naive. Praise God. And then, of course, some of these young ladies nowadays who they want where everything is purchased. So cool. That's all. 
Listen. Any man who is Pechesoko, when you are getting close, be very careful. Yeah, because it's not always Soko like that. It always has something underneath it. There is no greatness, no success that has no story behind it. Every success, you see, he bought you a car, he gave you money, and then you are all over. Listen, there is something behind it you may not know. Praise God. Rejection can be psychologically painful. Number three, uncommon greatness in life is often preceded by rejection. Somebody say uncommon greatness. People who have uncommon destiny of greatness sometimes go through a season and a phase of rejection. Jesus was born to be the greatest of all. He went through rejection. Went through. He said he came to his own. His own received him not. And that's how he became. Listen, if Jesus had been received, if Jesus had been received by his own, you and I would not have been part of. He would have been just the Lord of Israel. He would have been the Lord of Israel. When he came to his own, his own did not receive him. Then he says, anybody who called upon the name of the Lord is now saved. Am I communicating that? So his rejection has worked out for your salvation. That's it. Uncommon greatness is preceded. They went to the house of Jesse to look for one little boy called David to anoint him. And then the father said, bring, the prophet said, bring all your children. The man gathered all his children, the proper children. You know, there are proper children and there are improper children. <laughs> Praise God. When, when you read the scriptures, it's amazing. Sometimes huh? the scriptures, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11 and verse 23, the Bible said by faith, Moses, when he was born, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 23, the King James Version, he said by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid of his parents for three months because they saw he was a proper child. So there are some children, they are not proper child. <laughs> but you are a proper child. <laughs> I say, you are a proper child. Amen. For instance, if you go and carry a child from Akonedi, that's not a proper child. Praise God. That's not a proper child. That's not a proper child. He saw he was a proper child. Proper child. Somebody say proper child. He lined up all the proper children. But David was sidelined. And the prophet didn't know. In fact, the prophet also felt that the others were better. Please stand. You see this man? Giant. Handsome. Praise God. Yeah. You don't see him as handsome. I see him as handsome. Yeah. Tough. Muscular. Well built. Praise God. When you see this one, he is more like a proper child. Please come. Come. In between these two. Please come. Yeah. If you are looking for a king, Who will you choose as a king? Huh? Who will you choose? This one is called Dr. Ray. What's your name? Asari Francis. This is Minister Ray. This is Asari Francis. Which one will you choose for a king? Minister Ray. Now, listen, listen. Don't be spiritual here. So, sometimes, sometimes, I, I like people who act hyper-spiritual. I don't like them. Yeah, because even the most spiritual called the prophet Samuel. Among all the prophets in scripture, one of the prophets that was solid, his name is not mentioned among Isaiah and Daniels, but that's one of the prophets the Bible says he was established as a prophet because not a single word from his mouth fell to the ground without fulfillment. Everything he spoke came to pass and that's genuine and authentic prophet. When he looked between the, among the two of them, he chose this one and left this one. 
until the Holy Ghost gave him a knock from behind and says, listen, I am God. I don't look like the way you see. You look at the outward, the muscles, the chest, but I look at the heart. Please take your seats. Look at the heart. Look at the heart. Samuel chose David, chose the others above David. He wasn't prophet. His father didn't choose him. Even the prophet sent by God could not choose him. But do you know that till tomorrow, David has a name in Israel than even King Solomon, who was the richest and the greatest? There's a city in Israel called the city of David. They call it Zion. David, 3,000 plus years after he's dead and gone, is celebrated every year, King David. God chose him. Why? Because the stone which the builders rejected can become the chief cornerstone. Hear me. I don't know your background and I don't know. I share a bit of my own story of rejection on Friday. And I'm not going to bore you with it. But if you are so interested, you can get a CD and then it will be a blessing to your life. Praise God. But no matter how far you have gone and be rejected, I want to just give you hope that God is able to make something great out of you. Your husband doesn't like you, but God likes you. Your friends don't like you, but God likes you. Can somebody give me a believing amen here? Uncommon greatness. I see you coming out into greatness. I see you coming out into prominence. In the mighty name of Jesus. Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages, as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 020-422-5790 or 027-422-5790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services, 6.30 to 8 a.m. fair service, 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. second service, and on Tuesdays for our word encounter service, 6 to 8 p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santa run about Kumase Ghana. God richly bless you. My life, my life.